The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, O Lord. The apostles said to the Lord, Increase our faith. The Lord replied, If you have faith the size of a mustard seed, you would say to this mulberry tree, Be uprooted and planted in the sea, and it would obey you. Who among you would say to your servant, who has just come in from plowing or tending the sheep in the field, Come here immediately and take your place at table? Would he not rather say to him, Prepare something for me to eat. Put on your apron and wait on me while I eat and drink. You may eat and drink when I am finished. Is he grateful to that servant because he did what was commanded? So should it be with you. When you have done all you have been commanded, say, we are unprofitable servants. We have done what we were obliged to do. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So now that it's fall, we kind of enter into this annual paradox. Um, as leaves are falling and plants are dying as winter's looming, uh, meanwhile, farmers are planting and awaiting new life. Right? This wheat kind of season to plant wheat, the farmers will anticipate the growing season so that they can put food on their own tables and honestly, food, provide food for us. And so while we haven't been planting uh, wheat here at the Newman Center, uh, students might be able to tell you that recently I've kind of gotten a kick of trying to grow a lemon tree. Now, I didn't create the seed. I just literally took it out of a lemon and, and planted it. But the hope is, is that someday, maybe years down the road, we could have a lemon tree and, and just maybe it could produce fruit. And uh, you probably can't tell um, from where you're at, but um, if you look closely... Um, you'll see uh, nothing but dirt. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, it's not really gone anywhere, and it's kind of become the laughing stock uh, for people around here. But nonetheless, I think this image of the seed, as all of our readings talk about faith this weekend, I think this image of a seed is something for us to greatly consider. Because it's something that's been freely given. Right? We didn't create it. It's been given to us by, by God. Because we were created in his image and likeness, it's something that's innate to who we are. It's been planted within us. And above all else, it's a grace that is freely given by God. And so therefore, it's something that we've been given. And while we can't create it, we can and, and frankly, we must nurture it. Much like a farmer, not just for our benefit, but also for the benefit of others. Because the way that we handle this gift that's been given to us has a lot to bear in our own lives and for society as a whole. And that's kind of the greater context that you probably would have missed from our first reading today. Right? Much like last week, it's still this southern kingdom, northern kingdom kind of thing. But the prophet Habakkuk is, is calling out the people of the southern kingdom, saying, this, what happened to the northern kingdom that was just sacked, he said, this is exactly what happens when a nation does not pass on the faith. And so for us, as modern-day disciples, then... We have to be like that farmer. Right? We've got to study the very seed that we've been given. And almost more importantly, we have to study what are the conditions that that is planted within. So that we can produce, again, 
the greatest results for ourselves and those around us. So we find ourselves then like the disciples in the gospel today, right, with that same request of the Lord. <laughs> increase our yields. Lord, increase our faith. But what is Jesus' response to them? It's twofold. Number one, he gives us this, the story of the mustard seed. Right In Luke's gospel, it's a little abbreviated. But he takes this, the smallest seed known in agriculture at the time, and he says, with faith this size, you can move, as we hear in other gospels, the biggest thing known to man of the time, mountains. But then he follows that up with something that kind of seems a little disjointed. Right? Because in the second half of the gospel, he tells the, the story of the servant who goes out and, and, and does all these things. And, and then what, what is his reward at the end? <laughs> Jesus just simply says, that you've done what you were obliged to do. So in the context then of the mustard seed, I think it gives us great confidence. Because this gift that's been given to us, it, it doesn't require a lot to have an effect in our life. And as St. Paul tells us in the second reading today, he outlines what this gift truly is. Because he's telling Timothy, he says, you have been given not a spirit of cowardice, but a spirit of power and love and self-control. Right? This, this is a gift that, that we have access to. Not only has the gift of, of faith been planted within us, but the Holy Spirit continues to come to us. And so in effect, we, we've been given not only the seed, but also the fertilizer. But then comes the second part. Jesus' command, do what you were obliged to do. Right? Jesus is saying, I, I've given you all of this. I've given you everything you need. Receive it and apply it. This is the responsibility that comes with the love of Jesus Christ. Because while we may think of this gift of faith as something like invisible or something that, that the church has made up, let us not forget that at a very natural level, we rely on faith every day. Right? Faith is the belief in the testimony of another. So really, we believe our doctors we, who are studying, we, we believe our teachers, we believe our parents. We, we don't even have to have evidence that every single thing they tell us is true, yet we assent to it. And so if we're body and soul, then the same thing has to take place at a supernatural level. Jesus Christ is the one who gives us the testimony through the scriptures, through the church, through the sacraments, through our time of personal prayer. And so we listen then to, to the divine physician. We listen to the divine teacher. We listen to the heavenly father who desires what is best for us. And so as we think about our faith and this, this seed that has been given to us, don't let it become like the lemon that I've planted. Something that sounds like a great idea, but then we rarely forget to water it. Because there's a great power and a great gift that has been given to us. Because the seed of faith given to us by God can yield a powerful effect in our day-to-day -day life. It can withstand the weeds of our times that threaten to choke out our roots at the core. We look back at history. Look back to Poland, John Paul II's time. He was, when he was born and, and grew up, in Poland, I think it was at the age of 12, he had lost both of his parents. And this, this kid who didn't have much in his life, but a devout and a, and, a, and a strong faith, was elected to be one of the youngest bishops and eventually then one of the youngest popes ever elected. And God used his great faith to effect powerful change. He didn't move mountains. He destructed communism in Europe. 
But you don't have to be old or even a cleric of the church to do anything. No. St. Maria Goretti was just a teenager. When her perpetrator came to, to try to steal her virginity from her, she refused because of her great faith. And she was killed because of it. And the world would sit there and look at Maria Goretti and say, what a waste. What did you die for? But it was because of her faith and the working and power of God that through a, her intercession and a vision to the perpetrator, he was able to discover God's mercy. So much so that the very man who killed her was able to attend her canonization as a saint. This is the great power that faith can affect in our world today. And so for all of us then, have we taken care of the seed of faith that is implanted in our own lives? Because we're called to not only cherish it, but to nurture it. Because for all of us, life is a continuous growing season. And there will be times that we have a hardness of heart. There will be times that we will experience these uncontrollable conditions. But through study of the very gift of our faith, through the intellect, through the operation of our will, the ability to love, reaching out to our Lord through the sacraments, not simply Mass, but also the sacrament of confession, tilling the soil of our lives, of our sometimes hardened heart with daily prayer, the Lord will help us withstand the droughts and the long periods of dryness in our life. Because the words of Habakkuk to the southern kingdom are the words to us today. It will surely come. It will not disappoint. Because of your faith, you shall live. And I might add, because of your faith, God will water your life with the same power that he gave to Maria Goretti and John Paul II. Allowing you to share your faith, your testimony to those around you. And so my brothers and sisters, this lemon tree probably will never grow. But don't let your faith the seed that has been given to you, experience the same neglect. Do not be ashamed of your faith, St. Paul says. Do not be ashamed to be a Catholic Christian, but embrace it. Live it. Do what you're obliged to do, yes, but receive the love of God. Nurture it and allow it to grow to affect change in your life, the change in the life of your children one day, the life of your friends, the life of this community, and the life of our nation.